in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, this is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, I cannot say enough about the Alliance and their new program called the Micro School. It is so important that we get our kids out of public schools. They are nothing more than indoctrination clinics masquerading as schools. Our children are learning nothing except to hate their family, hate God, and hate their country. And that is not a reason to go to school. Also, the schools focus on money, 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 money. That's what this is always about. And money is garnered by attendance. So when you take your child out of public school, you are taking money away from the public school. If enough people did that, guess what? They might pay attention to us. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Right now in our country, we have a serious problem, as I believe and have said many times, we are nothing more than victims of affirmative action. And affirmative action breeds incompetence. And we see that going on all around us. So we have multiple reasons. It is not difficult to take your child out of public school, and it is not difficult to homeschool them. So please go to goflca.org, click on the education button, and find out about our micro school initiative. Do whatever you can to help your child learn to read, write, and do simple math. Our children are failing and this is a serious problem. This is not a legacy that we want to leave for anyone. I can be found on KarenBShone.com, where you will find all of the articles that I write in the multiple papers that I write, or you can visit my Substack, and that is KarenShone.Substack.com. I have been reading some of the articles before the show. I like to see what's going on. And I thought my head was going to explode when I read this one. And it said, these 14 American cities have a target of banning meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. Folks, this is what your children are learning in school. And the whole concept of this movement of Marxist, globalist, Democrat, rhinos is to give you a false sense of security that your children 
will be taken care of by the government. So exactly how do they intend to do that? I have to read you this paragraph because when I read it myself, I thought my head was going to explode. And it said, climate dystopian doesn't end here. The WEF, and that's the World Economic Forum, linked bioethnist Dr. Matthew Lau, who has proposed this new idea of scientists genetically modifying humans to be allergic to meat. Lau has also discussed shrinking the physical size of humans via eugenics or hormone injections so they will consume fewer resources. Folks, this is so serious. It is time that we take and understand that these people say what they mean and they mean what they say. And it is our fault for not paying attention. Well, we have a wonderful group called JBS, and they have been paying attention. And they have been paying attention for a very long time. And that is where I first learned about Agenda 21. Our problem is now that our kids are graduating under affirmative action, so they are not getting a full education. And as a result, they have no ammunition. They have no facts. They can't stand up. They think that what they are doing is to go along to get along. And I've asked Michael Sabda, who comes from Venezuela? And they have experienced exactly what I'm telling you. Not so much maybe about the food, but certainly about the stranglehold that the communists have on their once beautifully magnificent city, which now I would imagine looks a lot like San Francisco. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. And I know that you are working on a project with the kids. And that is what I wanted to talk about. Because if we seniors don't talk to our juniors, how will they learn? They won't. And this is a very serious problem. So thank you for joining me today. I certainly appreciate it. You're welcome, Karen. It's a pleasure being here with you and, and your audience. And can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, if they want to reach me directly, they can email me at uh, msabga at jbs.org. And that is... Uh, M-S-A-B-G-A at jbs.org. Uh, they also uh, can get a number of unlimited resources at our website, which is also very simple, www.jbs.org, um, as well as thenewamerican.com, which is our magazine. Yes. Uh, you, if you just start there, uh, you can um, really get a, a ton of information related to what you have been talking about today in regards to the children, Agenda 2030, the uh, advances of, of this new world order into our personal life. Um, 
you know, well, you know, have come you have come from Venezuela, and I'm sure that you must have still friends, relatives that live there, and they have seen a tremendous change as the communists took over this magnificent country. Because I remember when I was teaching in the 80s and we focused on Latin America, I always spoke about Venezuela and all of the wonderful things that were located there and how lucky the people were to be able to share in what was there. And now all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but over the same period of time is in America, Venezuela is now the poster child for what everyone can do wrong. And it seems as though we are copying what they are doing wrong. Michael, you are involved in an initiative to um, work with the college kids. Could you share that with us? Because one of the problems that we seem to have is that we managed to talk to our own people, and we don't manage to get out into the field and actually coach and work with the kids so that they have an understanding of what's going on. That's correct. Uh, I, uh, we have two different things that we do at, at, at the John Burr Society. I'm going to start very simply with the first one it has to do with something you talked about, which um, is uh, what we call take your kids out now out of the public schools. Uh, and that's easier said than done. So, I mean, you know, we're not telling people, you know, to just simply stop going to Target and go somewhere else. This is different. This is a big decision. And we understand that. And the John Burr Society has developed um, a magnificent homeschooling program. It's a whole curriculum that goes K through 12, um, it is a Christian-based, Judeo-Christian-based, classical studies, um, founding father type of knowledge that, that we have now mastered for the last 15 years. Uh, Freedom Project Academy is, is the name of it. And you can go to their website at freedomprojectacademy.org and you will get all sorts of information. Um, so... We, we we want the parents to to get their children out of these indoctrination centers, but we have to help them. We have to give them a solution. Uh, additionally, uh, with the work of uh, some incredible people, such as Alex Newman, that you're very aware of uh, and knowledgeable of, um, he has another set of resources in a separate website called uh, Public School Exit dot com so if you have a chance go to publicschoolexit.com and he lists not only uh, our curriculum that he actually was part of creating but also uh, resources for parents that say you know they need maybe uh, help getting through this transition into the homeschooling maybe they can't stay at home and do their own homeschooling so they can work with one of our cooperative uh, churches that we're doing sort of like a co-op with them. Um, there's might be some financial issues with these parents that they're they're they just can't afford a program. Ours is very affordable. It's under three thousand dollars a year per student. Uh, it's, it's one of the most affordable because we you know we're a nonprofit organization, so we want to make this as affordable as possible. But we have to help the parents 
transition into this homeschooling world, but it is growing by leaps and bounds, uh, especially since COVID. Um, and I'm going to interject really quickly because you started with something that that really is is, is one of my ex- expertise. But the public schools uh, in uh, we we have I have reports that I've recorded from from the media, which I've downloaded to my hard drive, where uh, school superintendents from Seattle, from New York, New Jersey, they have had press conferences. Uh, talking about how the schools are empty, uh, kids are coming back, but they're not coming back in big numbers like they used to. And they have been forced to either shut down a number of, of classes, like, you know, say certain courses in the high schools or the schools. Additionally, they have had to close entire schools because they don't meet the threshold that requires them to pay for that school. So it's more expensive to keep it open than to shut it, and then they do. So homeschooling is having a huge effect. It's not just parents going to private schools or sending the kids to charter schools. A lot of it is is uh, homeschooling, and, and we're very, very thankful for that, that parents are waking up. So number one, we have that outreach towards the young people. That's K through 12. But now uh, I am doing a program in Florida that has to do, which is the one that you're mentioning, which is on a way to get uh, 18 to 25-year-olds active in in their local communities and uh, get them to get back into what we call Americanism. You know, so we teach them the U.S. Constitution. We teach them about our founding fathers. What does our Bill of Rights mean? Each one of those amendments uh so there's a great deal of education that goes on but we found out that that young people want activities they they have to do things in order to keep them engaged and involved so we created activities like you know we're, we'll be training them to to do video editing and media editing and things like that how to produce media segments you know two three minute pieces on a particular subject from their point of view. In other words, empower them to write about these things that they're learning or that or that they know about, about America, the good things, and have them produce it and put it in on their social media um, outlets and influence other kids. We, we call this the Young Influencers Program. Um, we're also going to be teaching them how to make... Uh, memes, uh, how to produce marketing material. Uh, We're also going to have fun activities like going out and doing field trips to various uh, places like uh, some of these entertainment farms that are out there where um, farms that are teaching kids uh, how where food comes from, for example, um, even how to milk cows, things like that. Get them in touch with, you know, Mother Nature so that they understand that, hey, food doesn't come from McDonald's or it doesn't come from uh, some of these things. So uh, we, we're going to engage these kids in, in traditional values um, that are ingrained into the, Amer- the, the, the authentic American way of life, what, what we see when we come from other countries, uh, what made America great. And um, 
which is, you know, what our founding fathers wanted for this country. And so this is something we're doing for them. It, it um, you know, again, you can, if anybody in Florida, because this is a Florida internal program, they want to reach me and uh, talk about this, please email me at msabga.jbs.org. Uh, we will get you that information. But um, the point is this. We are losing uh, a bigger war with, with young people. And, and we're losing their soul and their mind because we're not engaging them. Um, but part of engaging them, uh, and thankfully, I, I seem to have a fresh mind of, you know, like I feel I was a teenager not too long ago. I'm 55 now. But um, I, I tend to identify with them and see what it is that they do and what are the things that they're interested in. And um, that's how we have to reach them. Because otherwise, you know, every generation goes through this, where the young ones look at the older folks and they feel that they're not relating to them. They, there's It's just two separate worlds. Uh, but there's always the, the grandparents or the parents that you see out there who um, they make an effort to, to learn these, you know, things that the young people do and what they like to do, and they engage with them, and they, they it opens doors, and then the kids kind of love them for it, you know, and so, you know, we we have to make an effort as adults uh, to to reach out in, in the language that they, that they, and I don't mean that their language is different than English, it's still English, but I'm talking about how to relate to them, the activities that they like to do, uh, understand their world, um, because it is changing quickly. You know, technology, all of these things are changing, you know, the way we communicate and even our attention span. And so, um, and this is what I do, and I've been very successful at it. Um, in, in the state of Florida, we've been dealing with groups like the what we call the FTARs, the, the Florida Teenage Republicans, for example. These are teenagers. Uh, and then, of course, there's young Republicans. There is um, um, various organizations that are on campus, and we reach out to all of them, and, and we, we deal with them um, up front. Some of them don't like us, but that's okay. And then some of them learn from us, and then they end up liking us a lot uh, because they're finding their way back to the true American values and the, the things that really made America what what made it such a great nation, which is these God-given rights. Um, you know, when you're talking about places like Venezuela, um, what's really tragic is, is how what com communism in general just destroys. That's, this is the only thing that they do. They steal, they destroy, there's nothing positive ever to come out of communism, and we've already proven it in either the whether it's the Soviet Union or China or Latin America. You know, we look like look at Cuba, for example. I mean, come on, uh, Venezuela. These are the examples of communism. They've taken it over. They were great countries. They ruined them. So that's the record, and it's obvious. Uh, but what they really do, Karen, and this is what we have to start start by understanding here is they destroy the future of the children and the young people. This is what communism does. It steals 
that ability for them to think about, you know, hey, look, I, I just fell in love with a with a nice young lady. I, I want to start a family. I want to buy a home. All of those things. I want to have a career, be able to go to school. I know it sounds so basic that we're so used to it here in America, but that's what communism destroys. And Venezuela had that for many years, for decades. And, and so what you see is you see an exodus out of Venezuela of young people. There's adults that are leaving of, of, as well, but the great chunk of the people that left is young people. And one of the biggest tragedies of Venezuela, you see them in the airports where parents have to basically go to the airport and ship their kids up to another country for their own good, for their own future, to try to see if there's a future out there. Uh, many of them end up in America. Some of them end up in Spain. Um, they end up in all kinds of places, Canada, Australia, all over Europe. They're trying to find some kind of a, a future for themselves. And so that's, that's the tragedy. And so when we look at America and what's happening here, you're absolutely right when you said that. It, it's, it's happening here. And what, what the communists are going to do here and they're doing is destroying the future of these children. I mean, you can see it already with just the inflation, the way things are right now, that the kids are back to having to go live with their, with their parents or their grandparents. There, there is no affordability of homes anymore here. Um, you know, and, and, and yes, yeah, some of it has to do with the, the fact that the prices of the homes have gone up. Um, but a lot of it is, is just the inflation uh, uh, on the uh, interest of the loans, that side of it. It's just nearly impossible now for any of these kids graduating or even after they're working for five or 10 years after college, they still cannot do it. And, and by the looks of it, it is not going to get any better. And you know it. It's, it's interest rates are probably going to creep up even more. Um, so, but it's also the general inflation that communism creates, which is what's happening in America. It's, it's, uh, once you take away, you start taking away the independence of the free market capitalism, um, now you're controlling the economy and, and, and these folks, I, we believe this in the John Moore society that they are wanting to create a crisis. They want to destroy America, and this is one of the ways to do it. And uh, COVID was what was a first attempt. Um, but what really is going to happen is the future of the of the young people uh, is is at stake. So what I do is I carry that message to them directly, and I challenge them, and I say, young people, folks, you have to take charge of the situation. This is this is your time as well. Um, and it starts by learning the Constitution of the United States. It starts by learning Americanism, the values that, that, that founded this country, the fact that we were immoral and religious people. So we have to start by getting that back to that. So it's a little more work than just educating people it's it has to do with morals and not falling into this trap of the left which is you know everything is an insult everything is like like we cancel you 
will put you in jail. You know, it's all it's all uh, violence and and lack of understanding. So the way that we counteract that, or at least from my point of view, is returning to a, a civilized, moral way of dealing with each other. And and we'll start doing it between ourselves. It starts with us and and the, and the young ones and teaching them these things and restoring that part of the republic. Absolutely, Michael. And communication is key. That is the most important thing. And that's what they're most afraid of. The fact that we're having a conversation like this, pointing out the failures of communism, pointing out what can be done, pointing out solutions is horrifying. And in order for them to realize their their goals, they have to lie. And what we have to understand is who is the enemy? What is their goal? And they are doing this on purpose. As Michael said, they had a purposeful effort to make our kids dumb, to destroy our country so that people would be forced to live on the government subsidies. And this is where we are headed if we don't get our heads out of the sand and look in the mirror and say, I am responsible and therefore I can do something. And whether that doing something is getting a group of college kids, of high school kids together, working with them, sharing your information with them, whatever you can do is incredible because that's what America is about individuals coming together and helping other individuals succeed. Communism is based on failure. America is based on success, and we are taking that success away. Michael, we only have a couple minutes left, so please tell everyone again where they can find you. And folks, this is the most important thing. Remember that song, We Believe That Children Are Our Future. They are our future. And if we steal it from them, we have no future. So please share with everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. Uh, and once again, thanks for having me on, Karen, and letting me speak this message. Uh, reach me directly at my email, which is msabga at jbs.org. And that's M-S-A-B as in boy, G-A at jbs.org. Please go to our website, www.jbs.org. Um, in fact, when you go to that website, you can look for a, a, a tab called Find Your Local Coordinator. Uh, and that will actually lead you. If you're not in Florida, it will lead you to your coordinator in your state. But it will also lead you to me in Florida. If you're trying to get hold of me, go, go to the state of Florida, type in a an address of there or, or a zip code. I really appreciate all of the hard work that you are doing and JBS is doing. And folks, this is up to us. If we're going to save this country, it's Americans that have to save it. No one else is going to come and do that for us. You have been listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, 
please go to goflca.org, click on the micro school tab. You will find the information that Michael has been talking about and his program is part of our program. Folks, it's up to us, but don't go away. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill. No drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. The Alliance is doing an amazing job on their micro school program. I can't talk enough about that. 
me, a teacher, telling you, parents, get your kids out of those indoctrination centers masquerading as public schools. Your children are learning nothing. And it is so sad to see that we are destroying a generation of children. Children are supposed to be America's future. And if they are not educated, what future do we have? What future do they have? Micro school is a way for you to get your child out of school. And I have great news. The students that are part of the homeschool program, which is what the micro school is all about, are scoring 30% higher than those kids that are attending public school. It's not difficult. There are guides, there are support systems, there are wonderful programs that you can get involved with. But if you do nothing, you will get nothing. And we cannot sit back any longer and get nothing. I uh, have a couple of announcements for all of you, especially those that are in the panhandle in Florida. This Sunday, I will be speaking in Santa Rosa at the Family and Freedom uh, Convention, and that will be in the Santa Rosa Auditorium from 11 until 5. There are some wonderful speakers there. Please, if you are in the panhandle, join us. We need to fill up that auditorium so that people understand what is going on in our country and that you can share the message. Also, if you live in Florida, please take a look at Florida Statute 101.5604. Focus your attention on the last sentence, which says that we must use tabulators and electronic mechanisms to count our votes. In the world of AI, that should not be possible. We must have the option of using paper ballots to reinforce that a vote count is true. So please contact your legislator, then that would be your state legislator. You can go to myfloridahouse.gov or flsenate.gov and find your legislator, send them an email, give their office a call. If you don't want to talk to them, call at night, leave a message on their answering machine, tell them to look at statute 101.5604 and get the word must change to the word may. So that gives the counties the option to use paper ballots if we feel that there is an impropriety in our vote. These are very important things. There's another important thing and that would be for our federal legislators. Now, many of you, me in the panhandle, Matt Gates, we have some wonderful legislators from Florida in, uh, in D.C. They're home now. This is important that you reach out for them and tell them no CR, no continuing resolution. If our government, who has the one charge of making sure that Americans have security, if they can't do that, they don't deserve funding. So no security, no funding, no CR. Short, 
sweet, send them an email, leave them a call, doesn't matter, but let your voice be heard. Many of you ask me, what can I do? This is what you can do. This is what America is all about. Remember, saying nothing gets you nothing. And on that note, we have a wonderful show, and I have invited a very dear friend who also happens to be a gold star mother. She lost her son, Aaron, and that was a very sad situation, but she has picked up the ball and she is exposing what is going on. Susan Price, thank you so much for joining me today. And please tell everyone, Susan also has a show of her own. So please tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you, Karen. And, and, Hello, listeners. Um, I am also uh, a writer with you on the America Out Loud podcast. Uh, Malcolm has offered me a radio show. I'll be doing that probably in the next couple of weeks. And I'm also doing a couple of podcasts with the Patriot Party News Network under Quantum Warrior. Let me tell you, during my last phone call with my son, which was the day before he was killed, he told me to pray for him and his Marine team that was tied to two Living Medal of Honor recipients, uh, Dakota Meyer and Captain Will Swenson. He asked me, please pray for us, Mama, and be strong. And whatever happens, just promise me you'll go on and make a difference. And so that being said, that's why I do what I do. And it's been 14 years next month, September 8th. Well, God bless you, Susan. We are with you all the way. And unfortunately, we know what's going on. You have brought with you a friend who also is part of the military. I am not, and I like to defer to people who are because... It is so important that we understand, as I said before, the one main charge that the American government is supposed to do is to protect the American people. And sadly, I am watching our military turning into something that I don't recognize. So you have brought with you, and I'm going to ask you to introduce Dr. Sean. Let's have a discussion regarding the current state of our military, which to me as an outsider is so confusing. I don't understand I thought our military was supposed to be training young men and women to learn to fight because what else would they be doing and to win? And we're not winning anything. So, Susan, please yes. tell us about yes. Dr. Sean. Thank you. Um, yes, I, I'm going to uh, welcome my friend, Dr. Sean Hollenbeck, who's becoming a really great friend. And Karen, in answering those questions and, and the discussion, we would like to reserve a few minutes of time to get into some solutions because that's what Dr. Hollenbeck and I are all about. He's working with the um, AWKL Law Group in Pensacola, and it's important that our veterans and some Gold Star families know about this. This is a very important support for them. So with that being said, um, Dr. Sean, Welcome. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Karen. And and it's always a pleasure to get on a call with Susan. I guess for your for your audience, uh, a lot of people 
well, not a lot of people serve in the military, actually less than 1% of our citizens. And it is still an all-volunteer military, which I think is important for everyone to remember. Uh, my background is I did 31 years in the service. I started out as a young private at the age of 17. I started in the National Guard my junior year of high school. You can serve your country um, at that age, actually. And I began a journey, and I just, at that point in my life, I knew that we all live in a special, very special place that we call America. And so I wanted to contribute and play a part, whatever that was at that age. And I still passionately uh, believe that and play that part. Um, I ended up being a young infantryman. I did that for almost four years. I became a forward support medical officer, which was just a young officer as a lieutenant doing um, medical work, mass casualty work, or you know, a lot of paperwork, things that you do. All that time, I had a, a, a drive to become a physician. And like a lot of people, you know, you get told no. And I, I said, thank you. Right. And, and so I pursued that passion and that dream. And I became a physician in the military. I served at Fort Benning in my first residency at Martin Army Hospital. I went on to actually do a second residency in aerospace medicine and preventive medicine and occupational health. And I kind of got um, a hook on education. So when you mentioned education earlier, I had to bite my tongue. I ended up getting two masters of public. I got a master's of public health and another master. So when I sit and I have a daughter in middle school now in Florida, and I'll tell you this much, I think I know the answer to the problem set. We, we need to take back our schools. And the only way you're going to take back your school is run for school board. And in every county in every state in this country, if you really want to change the paradigm, take back the reins of the horse and the wagon, because the wagon is full of an academic system that I, I do not believe in. I mean, if we just mirrored what our European colleagues did, we do, we'd be 90% better. In those countries, everybody is, learns a second or a third foreign language, and they learn them when they're children, not when they're high schoolers or adults. They all have basic curriculum. They're not spending time on things that are not the priority of an education effort that's going to advance you in, as a young adult. So I, I get passionately frustrated with this. Um, I live in a, a school district in Florida. I live in Santa Rosa County. There are no sports, zero sports in our grade school or middle school. I'm just flabbergasted. And I, I went to the principal. I went to the superintendent. And and I've realized what needs to happen. We need to take back our school districts. And you take back your school district by running for school board. That is a wonderful start. And I couldn't agree more. But what I'm seeing is that instead of paying attention to the root cause of what I believe is what's going on in the military, they continually lower the bar. So they're not addressing the real problem, yeah. which is the lousy education. Well, and how well, does so that the, affect our military? Yeah, the two, the, the two biggest things that are affecting recruiting is actually the ability to recruit qualified candidates. 
I'm very familiar with this. I've served at uh, Fort Benning is the home of the infantry. That's where basic training for the Army is. I, I also did a career in airborne operations, multiple airborne units. I did, um, and about a third of my career was in special operations. So these are not, those are not easy jobs for anybody. But across the board to enter the military, and I, and I live in Pensacola, Florida, and I worked with the Navy for two years, so they, they do some great training there. We, well, the problem is that our, our young adults are not fit, and they're not fit because we don't require physical activity. People are spending way too much time in front of computers and cell phones. And so the only way to really fix that as a country is have an education system that requires physical activity as part of that system which also teaches teamwork, which is great for business and industry and all the rest. So one of the problems is the physical fitness capability. And then the other is the education. So I'm completely with you. We, as a, you know, most people don't even know, do you know, do you know why we have a, why the Boy Scouts started? Do either of you know that? So the Boy Scouts started in England and they started because during the industrial revolution, people didn't were living in cities more and they were living less and less in rural and farming communities. And they were losing basic skill sets, like how to start a fire, how to, how to use an ax, how to, and these are skill sets that the British military realized, like, we need these things. These are basic skills that you need. They're called field craft. And if you can't live in the woods for a couple of days, like, how are you going to be an effective millet? Like you don't have recruits. It makes me laugh. So if we want to, if we're trying to address a recruitment issue, and first of all, we have to look at the big picture. So I know we're going to talk about some frustrations out there in our society. The military, it, you hit the nail on the head. It has one purpose, and then it has some second and, and third order tertiary purposes. But the number one purpose of the United States military is to protect and defend the nation and its citizens, and preferably not on our soil. So take the fight to them. Don't do it in your backyard. We have this, this country and this world has to wake up. History matters. If you look back at history and look at World War I and World War II, we have a growing storm and it is growing right now with China. And the nation is oblivious, but all the signs are there. Everything is there. I can, we can talk more about this later. I can share information and there's, but the bottom line is, China has grown to a state where they want to be the world leader and they want to be in charge of things and they fully intend to do it. And they're going to start with Taiwan and do Hong Kong and they're going to jump quickly and rapidly. So what does that mean to the nation? We're, we're here talking about fitness for the 1% that can't qualify to go to basic training. We had an 8 million man army in World War II. We're going to need a 16 to 20 to 30 million man and woman army for this next go around. So it's going to take a little bit more than adding sports back to the schools. It's going to take people waking up and realizing it's not somebody else we're asking to do this. It's you, you, the American. And obviously I'm going to raise my hand again and we're going to reach back to a lot of age groups, but it's coming. And I don't mean to be a pessimist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm actually an optimist, but the signs are here. Can I ask you, what do you think is the impact of all of this wokeism that is being forced upon our military? Does it have an impact on the people that are serving? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it does. So 
so the focus all, the focus on woke is absolutely the wrong focus when we have to be training our men and women to be lean mean fighting machines yeah, but the the military in general Millie, i don't know him personally um he is an amazing leader he keeps he keeps getting asked these questions he's being forced the Department of Defense and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, they're being their focus is readiness and the ability to fight wars. And those are two incredible leaders, by the way. They are. But they're being distracted with the whole commentary and the push for this. This is this has nothing to do with the military. I don't care if you're white, brown, purple, green, yellow, or red. I don't care, me personally, retired Krohombeck. What I care about is, can you do your job and are you committed to the mission? That's it. That's Yes, that, that, that is, is exactly what and the military should be. To go home and you want to put a kilt on on Sunday and you want to put a dress on on Saturday and you want to put purple hair on Friday night, I don't, I don't care. It's America. Do what you want as long as you don't bring it to work Monday morning. I don't care. I don't care what your religion is. I want you to be able to live your life, but do not bring your distractions to work. And I think every business owner listening to this would agree. If you're an employee, come to work and let's do work. So we need to let the military do its work and not do these distractions. Exactly. Susan, you hit on my favorite topic, which is solutions. So in the time that we have left, I would like to talk about solutions. What would you suggest that we do? For this particular conversation, exactly what Dr. Hollenbeck is saying, but I, I actually wanted him to talk about a few, three of the funds that we have for our veterans that are out of the military and our gold star families. So oh, that, that terrific. Yeah. Well, because, that's, that's a yeah. great, that's a great point, Susan. And there's so much yeah. we could talk about. Um, and sorry if I get a little frustrated there, but no, I, no. I get passionate, but I get passionate about national defense. Yeah. Um, it's like every, in my family, we've had people serve in every conflict from the revolutionary war on. And, and it, it's, you know, it's our, it's our honor, it's our privilege, and it's our duty to do that, right? So we need to focus on the threats, the real threats, not these like personal, people have personal preferences. Those aren't existential threats to our country. But what, what Susan's bringing up is, so after people serve, and there's a lot of complexities to service and people get injured and they get killed and her son is gone. And these, these are very difficult things. And I spend the majority of my personal and professional time focusing on those areas now that I'm out of the military. One of the things, because I had done work in SOCOM and we we followed and chased a lot of really, truly bad people, and then we followed their money and we followed their systems, we, we broke down what they were doing, right? The complexities of their systems. And in that process, the United States government and agencies figured out that Iran was funding, training, and equipping most of the insurgents in Iraq and then funding and equipping the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and other groups. We, we know this now. We knew we had strong suspicions and over a decade plus of really hard effort, including agencies like the FBI and others where the evidence is proven, the, the end result was that Congress created a fund 
a, a pot of money, a fund for our veterans and their families and their children and their siblings and their parents where they can apply for funding if they were hurt or injured in Iraq or Afghanistan or if they were killed. And I, and I like that America has the lottery. I think it's kind of fun and I'll throw a couple bucks at it once in a while, but I've never won. But this is like the lottery that actually people win because if you have an injury, there's a pot of money that Congress set aside. And the, the fund actually comes from assets seized from Iran, from oil tankers, from banks who were caught money laundering for Iran. So it's real. It's no one, very few people know about it, very few veterans. And I, you know, it breaks my heart. I, I know I know thousands and thousands of vets. And I meet vets all the time. And I, I can't give somebody their foot back. I can't make their scars go away. But I am pretty passionate about educating them about this opportunity because so very few people know about it. Like Susan had never heard of it. And she is like immersed in the gold star world. I mean, she's, she's, this is what she's done since the loss of her son. And she was just, her mind was blown by this. How can people find out about this fund? How can they contact you? Yeah, so there's actually a website from the government. It's the the fund is actually run by the Department of Justice. I mean, this this should like make people just like open their eyes, like wow. So you know, I I always tell people, don't believe anybody, don't believe me. Like, go do your own work. But the fund is there. You can go to the Department of Justice website and learn about it. Um, uh, we I live in Pensacola, Florida. The Pensacola Panhandle region is the largest density of veterans in the country. It's actually why I moved there to serve vets. Um, And then I I work for a group uh, that actually, part of what they do for their law practice, they actually do this process. So when, when, so that's called the AWKO law firm, and that's AWKO Alpha Whiskey Kilo Oscar, if you like you know, the military parlance. And they're just a great law firm, a part of the fabric of America. They wear jeans to work. They work hard. They're the lead law firm for the 3M lawsuit. Like you wouldn't know it by watching commercials around this country. Brian Allstock's the lead attorney for the nation, the lead litigator against 3M for their faulty earplug product. But they are they are helping veterans and their families in the pursuit of this. When you when you put your name in the hat, it actually becomes a lawsuit in the federal court system. It's translated into Farsi, the language of the written language in Iran. It's posted at the court of the Hague. They're noticed. Comes back to so there's a bunch of administrative stuff. the The client doesn't worry about any of that. They just sign up. There's no cost. It, it's again like the lottery. I like I like the lottery, but I've never won. To me, this is what my dad used to call a no-brainer. This is very important, folks, and especially for any of our veterans. We want our veterans to be taken care of. Unfortunately, we are coming to the end of our segment, so I'm going to have to ask both of you if you'll come back again, and we can talk about this more because we are as strong as our military, and if our military falls apart, Uh, This is a travesty that will take eons to be able to correct. 
And as we have all said, it is the job of the military to protect the American citizen. And right now we are falling down on that job. So, Susan, can you please tell everyone where they can find you? And then Dr. Well, Sean? Yes. And, and, and will you both come back again? Because yeah. this is a conversation that needs to be continued. Oh, definitely, Karen. I just want to mention there's also the Camp Lejeune Fund and the 3M uh, for uh, the earplugs. So, and that's AWKO Law Group. Uh, you can mention this radio show and our, either one of our names so that we can help our military and goats our families. And I am. Well, I want, I want to thank you both for your service and for what you are doing and for helping our veterans. We really, I really appreciate it. Folks, you have been listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please go to goflca.org. Sign up and learn about the micro school. Let's get our children educated so that they understand what America is, what America is about, and what their job is as an American. We have seemed to be forgetting that. And that is our future. We must never forget. Thank you all for listening and see you again next week.